Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the uh, editing and everything's gonna be on this. Um, just because of the fact that I'm using a different thing, and I have to like import it and all that stuff, so it'll be weird. But we'll figure it out. I know. I have the big brain. <laughs> it's going. Oh. You didn't tell me that. You did that last time too, where you just started it. It's so much easier that way. It's organic. If I just start it, then we can just start talking. That's why, like last time, we forgot that we were doing it like thirty minutes in. Oh yeah, and then we because we were just talking about stuff. Kind of off the walls. Also true. Which is okay. Who's All right, well, dude, it's week three though. Here we are, and uh. Okay, this time also, let's try to not talk over each other, like, because there was like six of us, so it was really hard last time. Well, it's different with two of us. I know. Because we're just having a conversation. Yes, and we have, we would like to people, the people listening to know what is going on. Yeah. Lots happened since the last one. Honestly. Yeah, lots happened. Um, We've kind of had... An abundance of experiences that all mean different things, and you gotta you gotta sit back and reflect on them and what they really mean to yourself. Or there's no point in having them. It's easy to get so caught up in the moment, but you gotta slow down every once in a while. And that's what we're here to talk about. You just got deep real fast. So that was the greatest intro ever. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I mean, I've kind of spent a lot of time in the last two weeks getting deep, which you know because. You're my roommate, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just I mean, fill up the notes on my phone with deep thoughts, and I think about it, and I think about it, and I think about it. Well, let's delve into those. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe not, maybe not all we the way. We could, but um, I don't know. One that's really stuck with me is what I I blogged about it. <laughs> Another new thing for me. Yeah. But it was about like how your mindset changes and how you have to accept that change of mindset and how like the culture and the surroundings and your environment and all that stuff like enhances that and I think that's a lot of people like that's something a lot of people I mean we're all experiencing it but I don't think that's something everyone here has kind of accepted with open arms yeah I think that there's a lot of people that they, they want to keep their perspective that they had like in the states and yeah. so they won't accept the culture here and it makes them very hard for them to get acclimated. And like we, we acclimated very quickly just because of the fact that we wanted to, and we were able to change our mind and how we, how we address things and how we approach situations. And I feel like it's been very easy for us. It's not like a transition. It's just a switch. Yeah, you know? it's like a mixture of both. Like, depend. Like I said, it depends on your mindset. If you view it on this whole transition, you're gonna spend over the half of the time you're here working on the transition before you even get to the point where you can, you know, absorb everything in a way that's beneficial to you personally. Yeah, well, which is crazy. <laughs> at at the beginning, we talked a lot about just being able to establish a routine. Because me personally, I'm very like organized and orderly and i try to do like i I not necessarily do the same thing over and over every day and stuff like that because that just gets boring and monotonous but kind of get into like a routine and then have a few things that are malleable that i can change and allow to do other stuff but yeah 
uh, the the routine getting into that was like the biggest thing. Oh yeah, that's something I touched on too, and I thought about like the first week and the first time we made the podcast. Everything was so crazy, and that's cool because that is reflected in it. Yeah, just like the chaos and the excitement. But now that we're here, we can slow down, and you know, routine for sure is a big part of it. You know, like yeah. waking up at the same time and just relaxing, which is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's relaxing because we have been go go go, but yeah. relaxing and reflecting. Yeah, well, and I, I think one of the one of the biggest things like biggest changes from the first podcast to now is that we didn't really have a home. Like mm-hmm. we, we were still in the middle of like moving basically. We were sitting in a room with four bunk beds. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we were still traveling at that point. And like technically we are traveling now, but like we have a home that's established and we know where everything is and where it goes. And it just makes it things a lot easier and more, more comfortable. You could, that could be a really deep point having a home. Yeah, like having a home or a place you feel home and comfortable because not everyone has that, and that's something you have to take into account whenever you're evaluating personalities or whatever you're doing. Is mm-hmm. that, man? Yeah, I think a lot of people honestly get stuck in transition. Yeah, and they're always like trying to find the the new thing, the new norm. And they just get stuck in this mode of transition, and they never find it, so they can never just be satisfied. Wow. <laughs> yes, though. I mean, yeah. your whole life is a game of transition. I know. And it's how you choose to handle it. Like, I mean, well, you know, everyone, so this transition of us studying abroad, yes, but, like, I'm going through other transitions, which you know about. You're going through other transitions. Like, you have to pick and choose you know, what's going to be most important and how you're going to handle them or mm-hmm. if you're going to handle them all at once. Yeah, it's easy to get distracted with all that's going on and you just have to slow down, man. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, I mean, another word for transition is, like, change. And, like, change is inevitable. And I think the only way that you can really, like, handle that or, like, I mean... The, the only way that you can kind of control change is how you approach it. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if it's something that you didn't plan on happening, like, if you can handle how you approach it, then you can kind of manipulate it in a way that benefits everyone involved instead of someone getting hurt in the middle of that. That's a good point. Yeah. That goes to attitude, too. I mean... You approach stuff with a certain attitude, you're going to get a certain result. And that's something that I struggle with personally. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I, I'm i a very moody person, as you have found out. And I think that sometimes I approach things with the wrong attitude, and it bites me. Moody is a loose word, though. Well, yeah. Moody can mean a lot of things. Um, okay, I'm emotional. Everyone handles things different. Yeah. yeah. An emotion just plays a role in all this stuff too like transition emotion you have to i don't know like admiring your emotion is important you can't just have whenever you're sad or whatever as much as you want to you can't just shut it out you i don't know i think i've learned that accepting all of your different emotions is probably one of the most valuable things yeah 
You have to, I mean, I think a good word for that is like acknowledging it. Because mm-hmm. you have to be like aware of what it is and accept the fact that you're feeling that. Oh, yeah. Which is like a big thing. Because, I mean, if you're feeling something that you don't necessarily want to feel, it's like, like the, what's, what's the first five step, steps of like grief, grief? The first one's like acceptance, right? Or is that mm-hmm. the last one? I think that's the first one. I don't know. There's one that's like, oh no, I think it's like going to rehab. The first one's like admitting you have a problem, right? Right. So I think the first thing is like, yeah, it's it, it, admitting that you have this emotion and then addressing it with an attitude and a mindset that you have curated to get you where you want to go. You know what that ties into? It ties into the Greeks and how they are like, they even mentioned it, how they're very sure in that all people um they like i don't know how to say this they know their limitations and they accept their role does that make sense like they accept the challenges that they have and that's how they handle it so well i mean everyone i don't know if you could agree everyone seems generally pretty happy everyone here is really happy and it's kind of infectious and i love it it's contagious. Yeah. I know that's what you meant, but like, yeah, maybe that's the, I don't know, that's the thing in the U.S. Everyone is busy. Yes. And it's easy to be brought down by other people. Yes. Well, I think that like, I mean, everyone's like, I don't want to get like weird with it, but everyone has like an energy and like you can definitely feel when someone's like in a mood oh, yeah. and it affects the group, which just affects everyone around you so like like the other night when we were trying to go get dinner right and i was completely like beside myself just irritated with stuff that didn't involve anybody there mm-hmm. and all of you guys were like uh okay well like yeah. it everyone just kind of got in this tell, weird you could tell that something was bothering you yeah everyone just got in like this weird mood and nobody was happy and there was just a whole lot of what is that? I don't know. That's a weird hum. I think it's this. Yeah, it's this. It's a fan on it or something? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That's terrifying. <laughs> I was like, we're going to blow this up. It's getting louder. Yeah, I think it's just a fan. <laughs> well, if we die. <laughs> if we die, our <laughs> European to US converter <laughs> exploded. Yeah, that's, that's what did it. <laughs> I can plug in mine and not put all that power going over there. Oh, uh, hold on. Are you charging your phone? Yeah, but I don't need to be. I'm not sure that's going to help at all. Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, ooh, I was thinking something. Yeah, we just got way off track. Trying not to get blown up. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not really the best to say about... It's not really my place to say how to develop personal relationships, but like, I think that's also an important thing with developing relationships with people is accepting the fact that, you know, no matter how perfect their Instagram feed looks or how put together they look, that you can never assume like everyone has their own battles that they're facing and um, accepting that in yourself and other people will get you much further than yeah, well, and I think I'm so relaxed right now. 
<laughs> I, I think a big thing is accepting other people's mindsets. Because mm-hmm. there's some people that I've interacted with that try to force theirs on you. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I know. everyone <laughs> reacts that way. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I, I don't think everyone reacts well to that. Because a lot of people are like, no, I think this way because of what I've experienced. And I'm going to stay thinking that way. Which, it might not be the healthiest way, but that's just their mindset. And I think that people need to be able to have their own mindsets and everyone else should like be willing to understand and find a way to work with that instead of just trying to force their opinion basically on somebody else man three weeks and the greeks have already taught us this much i know one thing that's stuck with me it's in my notes somewhere. The reversal of human condition comes quicker than the overturning of a dragonfly's wing? Yes. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. That's just the quote that's been in my head. No, I have it. It's in my notes somewhere. Um, but it's it's basically like the man who embellishes in his... Sat- oh, gosh. I'm going to have to go find it. I have to go find it. Where's your phone? It's not in my phone. Oh, it's in your notes? Notes. Yeah, no, I wrote it down. Okay. Well, that's a point in itself. Whenever you said in my notes, I immediately thought in your phone notes. Uh And there you go. There's a point to be made there where even our minds, mine, for example, going to technology. Oh, yeah, coming back. You know, I'd say that's been pretty nice, too. I know not everyone's handled it this way, is being kind of removed from that kind of stuff, technology. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Whew. Oh, yeah, I found it. I found is it. Is it 12.30 a.m.? It is 12.30 a.m. Um... Men whose desires and ambitions know no restraint court chaos and disaster for themselves. Wow. Say it again. Uh, men whose desires and ambitions know no restraint court chaos and disaster for themselves. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's yeah. in the same reading as the reversal of a motion you can try to do too much at once and it is just so negatively impacts your life i don't know how to explain it like, yeah well i think that it like we're young like <laughs> we don't we don't have that many experiences to make all these comments but to an extent i, I think that what that is personal. what that's trying to go after is um whenever Whenever Alexander the Great was mm-hmm. trying to, like, he was taking over everything. He was just going on his rampage that he went on? Yeah. Yeah. And then he started taking over Persia, right? Like, destroying the Persian Empire. Mm-hmm. And then he kept going. And then he ended up in, like, this really big war. Yeah. And it was not good. And I think that that comment was kind of critiquing how he was thinking in that time. And it was, it was like, saying that if you don't know when to stop... No matter what, because you keep going, 
you're going to hit the bottom of the well and break your shovel and get stuck. Right? Yes. Like, no matter what, if you keep going too far and you don't know when to stop, like, you can be at the top of the world and if you try to take it a little like, bit farther... Like he was, yeah. Yeah. Your your whole entire empire comes crashing down. And then it has to be split up by... <laughs> You know? Yeah. As it was. And as it still is today. Right. I think that, that says a lot. I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, I think that's kind of the thing about the American people that's assumed here is that they try to do too much. Yeah. Which it's true. I mean, you can only realistically achieve what you put your mind to and you can't just overdo it because you have to have... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Right. I you have to have your sights set on something because if you have your sights set on too many things, it's just not possible. Right. At once. Take it a step at a time. I was talking to one of our professors <sighs> and she said um that um, the Amer America uh, Americans have a, a, a saying that's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. And she said that there's a lot of times, like before she knew that saying, there were there were times where she would try to fix something and would end up more broken than when before she tried to fix it. Yeah. And she was like hmm. re revering me. Is that a right word? Like she was like congratulating me on the American mindset in terms of that, saying like, like don't try to fix something that's not broken because. Often, I feel like we put ourselves in situations where we feel like we can help, and we end up just making it worse than it was, when oh, yeah. no one asked us to get in the middle of the situation. And we're all guilty of it. Yeah. I'm guilty of it, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like guys do that especially, in like relationships, in a way. Yeah. Guys, like, always want to feel like Superman, so they just, like, put themselves somewhere they don't need to be to fix something that no one asked them to fix. Just so then they can, like, get the girl or get, like, the pride, I guess. Like, build their ego or whatever yeah. the underlying reason may be. And then you can later learn that your decision, although you thought it would be helpful, whenever it tends out to do more damage. Right. I want to get back to the, the dragonfly's wing. Okay, yeah. Well, that's the one... Man, I pondered that one for so long about what it meant to me. The here, it's the reversal of human condition comes more quickly than the overturning of a dragonfly's wing. So it's kind of like acknowledging, like we said earlier, acknowledging your emotions and how quickly they can change. Which is, man, sums up the last five months of my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can go from being okay to completely in the dumps and then then you're good again and then it's just a roller coaster and yeah i think that that like besides the fact that you have to accept that your own emotions can be flipped that fast i think there's a lot of responsibility on you on, on everyone um because of the fact that you can change someone's emotion that fast oh yeah and like that's a lot. I was talking to people about this because I was in our reading, and I was talking to people about it 
saying that like as an architect you can shrink a room or a space and make someone feel some way and then have them come out into this really open space like Frank Gehry does it all the time right it's crazy how much you can manipulate uh emotions yeah through form and space which it's I mean people say oh you're studying architecture so cool like you're just designing houses but like no it's so much deeper like you are curating emotion yes which is insane you are and yeah and it's specific to so many things and it changes it's not like you're trying to make people feel the same way everywhere yeah you know designing a residential complex is way different than designing a funeral home i think that many people can design a house but not everyone can design a home and I think that that you like... are full of good quotes, <laughs> man. Oh man, what was that video we were watching about the? Um, it was in um, our theories class. We were watching the video, and then at the end, the guy, the guy, it was like an oh, interview. the one towards the end. Yeah, and the guy yes. was like, "I'm pretty sure I could design a house to make someone get divorced." Yeah, that I thought that was so funny because like he's right. I mean, we have that power, which is crazy. But you have to determine the purpose of space. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like this beam goes onto this and this does this. And I wanted it to be purple because it's one time I saw this purple bike and it looked cool. (laughs) That's not how it works at all. Yeah. I remember reading about that in one of our, this was like two semesters ago about like, how everyone's upbringing and how their childhood and how they developed yes. as people determines how they make decisions nowadays, specifically as architects. Like, you have to keep in mind and, like, analyze, like, a couple famous architects and why they made the decisions they did. Yeah, I remember that. Because it, it was saying that, like, some people... Who like I, I think that there was a like a study or something along the lines of that that was saying that um, architects who had like a, a well structured family enjoyed making homes that had a more open floor plan mm-hmm. than people like architects who had like a broken family or like like a divorce or something like that happened in the developmental years of their lives right. and now they don't make an open floor plan because of the fact that there was that literal division. In their family. Yeah. That's extremely interesting on just how, like, your experience shapes how you make other people experience your work. It's like a literal glimpse of mindset. Yeah. You can look at a space and how it was designed, and you can kind of picture yourself as the architect. Like, what were they thinking? Right. What what was going through their mind at that time? And you can't know for sure, but you can get pretty close. Yeah very interesting it's kind of crazy it's all about mentality and like accepting you just i don't know you just gotta slow down man (laughs) you gotta slow down and think and write and draw i don't even yeah because if you have the mentality of of being paper thin and that you can tear and that you're gonna let something break you it'll break you Mm -hmm. it's just you have to accept the fact and you have to be mentally tough are strong enough to know have grit and have some thickness saying you know what i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna let this bother me i'm gonna let this not bother me you just 
Can't just let everything get to you. Yeah. I read something in like my junior year of high school. High school, throwback. Yeah. Well, it was an article about grit and I had never learned, like I hadn't heard the word used, I guess, in that context. I mean, there's like the movie grit, which obviously is like a representation of that, I guess. But I hadn't, I hadn't heard it put in a way that I had understood it, I guess. It was, it was a TED talk that explained grit and it kind of changed how I thought about a lot of stuff because I think that like, I've heard, I've done this thing whenever like you do like icebreakers and stuff for things. (laughs) Um, One of them that I did was like, what is one word you would use to describe yourself? Right. Or, or like the same thing as like, what's one word that you would hope someone else would describe for like, for you, what, what, what's one word they would use to describe you? Yeah. Um, and my word was resilient. Resilient. Yeah. And I think that goes a lot of like right along with grit because like grit is like the ability to keep going even when it's hard because of the fact that you're so optimistic about the outcome that you just don't want to stop in the middle of it. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have. And I think that that describes a lot of like my life and things that I've been through. So that's why my my word was resilient. It's kind of crazy to think about how impactful those experiences you have as you know, developing in high school and junior high and all, like how developmental those are and how those can shape you. Because, I mean, not everyone's lucky enough to have this, all these good experiences and upbringing that we've had, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing, honestly, besides like opportunity or whatever you want to call it, I think the biggest thing is perspective Mm. because if like if you are given more opportunity than any of us have ever seen but you don't have perspective enough to know that you should be grateful for it yeah then it's kind of worth nothing regardless of how well you do in the end because if you have like nothing and you go a little bit farther and get a little bit higher and do a little bit better and you have all of the perspective in the world to just be grateful for the little thing that you have, I think that that's worth much more than having everything. It is, for sure. No, like, sense of worth. I mean, I can definitely think of examples of um, maybe famous people or celebrities that, you know, they have it all, but they don't have the perspective of, like, what you just said. Right. It's it just all ties back into what kind of started this whole thing was mentality and mm-hmm. slowing down. Like you got to slow down and really find yourself every once in a while because the world around us is crazy and it's changing so much and so much is happening and there's so much to keep track of. Like I wrote down something I I don't remember if I watched it or I read it and it was like and it kind of applies. It said, um, I, I like I slowed down to look 
for myself and I found someone I'm not. Damn. So, yeah, like looking for myself, I found someone I'm not. And um, that's pretty accurate. That's a lot. Yeah. It kind of hit me. <laughs> yeah, because we don't slow down enough. We yeah. don't reflect enough. We don't analyze enough. It's just go, think... go, go. It's like people saying, oh, high school goes by so fast. It's it's hard to go slow down in high school. But yeah. like, that was four years of my life that felt like five minutes. Right. Slow down. Find yourself. You'll be surprised what you find. Yeah, I think very often, especially in America, um, you get so caught up in just making sure that you like complete every obligation that you have that you can very, very easily just lose yourself and start to blend in with society and not even understand like who or why you are anymore. And I think it's a, like a big thing to like know your why. It's like a really big thing. Um, There's the title. Knowing your why. Know your why. <laughs> um, one thing that I've noticed here, which is really nice, is that like whenever you go to a coffee shop, right? Right. What do you do? You order your coffee and you... You give time. You give time. And I think that... That's been nailed into our heads. Mm-hmm, I, I think that Greeks have like an incredible... Um, perception i guess on that's not right greeks have like an incredible understanding of what their best like commodity is like what the biggest commodity of life is and that's time because it's worth so much more than like anything else yeah well i and, remember reading about where it mentioned I like early Greek philosophy is catered to like alleviate all the thing like anxiety and pressures of your life, mm. and that's why they give time and like they they reflect and maybe that's the reason that they seem so happy all the time is because they they all to an extent slow down because it's their culture it's yeah it's how they were raised was to give time. Well, and yeah, because I mean one of our professors was explaining like the concept behind giving time the other day. And it was that back way back when, when everyone was working just to survive, the person who got to sit down and give time was the wealthiest because of the fact that they didn't have to do something to survive. So they went from surviving to living. Mm -hmm. So now the way that she put it was we order coffee, we sit down and we give time and we are Kings. She we're, did say that. We're, we're, she, yeah, she said we are kings when we give time. Because kings do what they want when they want to for them. To an extent. But, I mean, they have their obligations to their people. But they give time and they are kings. And they choose how to spend that time. And, like, time to reflect or yeah. just sit and enjoy I don't think that in America we get that. You have to personally determine the fine line between, you know, yourself and being selfish because that's a common insult 
I think, in, like, American culture is, oh, this person's so selfish. But, like, mm-hmm. like logic says, put your own mask on first. Yes. Like, take care of yourself first because yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. Yeah, you, that's biblical, honestly. That is biblical. Yeah, because it says you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, like... That's like the biggest thing. That's the one thing that like I I've learned a lot is like oh yeah. As much as I like helping others with whatever it is that they ask me to do, I can't help them unless I'm helped. And like that that's a lot. Like right. sometimes I feel like one of the most important things regardless of how many things we do and how much we attempt to achieve if we don't spend time to like reflect on ourselves and work on ourselves then like we'll end up nowhere that we ever wanted to be like self-care is important shout out logic yeah logic put your own mask on first put your mother mask on (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh no it's stuck in my head oh i love logic just like the words that he says sometimes like hit so much you know i mean he's he's so real his name bro logic yeah just think logically. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Can we just give time right now to be grateful for who we are? Yeah. Because that's crazy. I mean, yeah, we were sitting here talking about slowing down. It's even hard to slow down and be like, wow, I am however many miles away we are. What is it? Like 6,000 or something yeah, like that? Something, something like that. And yeah, everything's completely different. You gotta be open-minded to other people. Should we talk about how sheltered we are as a society in America? <laughs> yeah. Cause like elaborate on that. Like one an, another one of our professors was saying that um, ISIS was a big issue here for mm. students a yes. couple of years ago. Yes. And, like, in America, we go, haha, ISIS, even though there's attacks that happened, right? I mean, there's, like, malls and, and, and all kinds of stuff that has happened in the past six years. Mm-hmm. And still, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a concern. I mean, sure, we thought about it. Like, you double-check when you go into the movie theater, right? That was, like, a big thing. But, yes. like, it wasn't to the extent of, like, here people had to know where to go in the case of people show up and try to like just take over and do things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, that's a big thing is like, you don't really have to think in America about like pickpockets, even in like the most biggest area there are, it does happen. It's a thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's mostly like mugging in a way. Um, And here, like if you look the wrong direction, for more than like five seconds, then something important is gone. And I think that's kind of crazy. I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty, I'm really grateful for the time we had before this trip to kind of mentally prepare for it. Um, I could imagine someone being just thrown into it, you know, straight out of something that has been mentally or physically demanding. Yeah. And just not being able to keep up because you have to, like we get so accustomed to the things that are the stereotypes that go around in the United States that 
whenever we come here, you you can easily be taken advantage of, or mm-hmm. you can't probably soak it in, or let it affect you as you need to. Of you are still kind of having that mentality. I think I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I think we got into like a weird area. Um, it's a little gray. Yeah, everyone. it's it's hard to explain, honestly. But like here, you have to be aware, like a heightened level of like security. But it's also like, I mean, okay, where we are specifically, there's like probably no crime at all because everyone like. The island that we're on is so small that, like, if someone tried to steal someone else's purse, they would just be like, bye, Jimmy, I'm going to call your mom about this later. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> every single person knows every. You know, every, yeah. So, I, I think it, it's not as bad here, but, like, in Athens, Athens is a city of five million people. That is a lot of I people. Was a, I was literally thinking about how different the vibes are there and here. Yeah. Like a lot of people there i couldn't imagine doing our whole entire semester in athens you just everything would be so chaotic yeah like we've talked about you wouldn't be able to slow down and yeah you would lose your sense of you while you're there you would just be another face in the crowd yeah and it just it doesn't sound like that's why a lot of people say that you know big city living isn't for them yeah because you can get lost in the chaos of so much going on around you. Yeah. I think there, there's definitely cities that I wouldn't want to live in just because of how big they are and how the people might act or at least be portrayed as acting in those places. Mm-hmm. But I know that I I need a place that has at least a few hundred thousand people, oh. just personally. Thing is, you never know unless you're there. Like everyone, I one of the cities I want to go, like more than anywhere else is Seattle. Me too. Um, they just have, from what I hear, such an interesting kind of combination of vibes of people, and you know, you hear all this stuff about it, but you never know until you go. Yeah, one of my favorite places I think that I've been is Amsterdam. Because How crazy would that be? I want to get answer. It's it's nice. Um, they have a very interesting perspective there, because of like how hard their harbor was hit during the war. Mm-hmm. Since then, like everyone's mindset changed, and yeah, now it's like everyone's so nice, <laughs> and they don't have accents, which is weird because they speak Dutch. Yeah, and they speak English as most people do, and they don't have accents, so it's really kind of weird when you're talking to someone because you can kind of like tell by their facial structure that they're not from America, but they yeah. sound like they are. Um, anyway, but they don't look like they are, <laughs> right? No, yeah, um, but their mindset's very interesting because of because of the war. Um, everyone is like how can i make us both the most amount of money possible in this transaction it's very interesting because everyone's always trying to help everyone else out so they're doing like really well financially like it's always been one of the most progressive cities in in the world but they're doing like really well 
so I really enjoyed my time there just because of the fact that I have an interesting perspective on money and I like helping people make it and I like making it obviously <laughs> and it was just it was fun to be there and be able to like talk to locals and stuff about it yeah uh, I think that sums it up pretty well yeah probably that's a good that's a lot of thought in 40 minutes right you should probably go to sleep I'm tired it just hit me. I know now. I mean, 42 minutes of deep brain thought. At, <laughs> you know? My brain's tired. Min midnight to 1 a.m. That's like a lot of work. That and like, you know, we did work today. Before we end this, do you want to talk about the last like couple weeks? Just yeah. kind of like a brief synopsis of what we've done. Yeah, well... We've had a pretty demanding um, load of Greek coursework, yes. which, you know, it's pretty rewarding once you go and you, like, even though it's an assignment, you go and you order your food in Greek. I mean, that's just one small topic is yeah. the demanding Greek class or learning another language is never easy. Right. Um, we did a, a site visit for studio. We did go to Athens again and the site visit and everyone analyzed different aspects of the neighborhood um, yeah which was cool yeah that was really interesting honestly i mean that was a good way to do it yeah um because they all complement each other pretty well yeah well and i feel like it, it's more in depth than if we each had had to have done every a site analysis like, yeah. yeah every single topic it was much more in depth the other way so we I guess in the last two weeks we've learned a lot about our studio site, which is in Athens near the Acropolis. Um, mm -hmm. We played soccer. We played soccer, and we're gonna go play some more soccer tomorrow. We played soccer with some local kids. Yeah. Um, played a pickup game, which was fun. That was an experience in itself. Yeah, that, um, that's in the vlog. Yeah, that is, and I'm so glad I did that. It's funny <laughs> because we've been like. Just taking like a minute recordings of ourselves and everyone's like, oh, are you vlogging? Yeah, that's a... Uh, yes, we are. That's an interesting... Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting that ev everyone like... Someone specifically came up in, in one of the videos that's actually in the vlog. And then later was like, I don't really know how I feel about that being like a thing. Just because they, they were shy about being in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, but in 20 years... That's when, right. When, when you're yearning for the the feeling that you had on that day, how awesome would it be to have seen it again and be able to kind of extract what's left of that feeling out of you? And then they kind of let it slide, and it's in the vlog. So <laughs> I was pretty happy with it. But there we go. We vlogged. Vlog podcast, even blogging. I've been writing. Yeah. Um. Journaling, yeah, journaling a little bit. What are we doing next week? <laughs> you always ask me questions. We're well, going to northern Greece. Let's yes. go. We're going to Thessaloniki and a couple other places. Couple, yeah, I'm excited for wherever it is where we're staying up in the mountains. Yeah, because I'm just ready. One of our professors was talking about how there's a little cafe there. 
and you can get you can just sit out. She drew the map on the board. Yeah, you can just sit out on the like the patio and like look across the mountains and just drink coffee. And I'm so ready to do that. We'll have to get a picture of that. Oh, it'll be in the vlog. We'll there have you to go. we'll have to vlog it, honestly. So yeah, it's I mean, it's been an interesting combination of schoolwork which has been demanding for sure and yes. then, you know, this free time that everyone's choosing to handle differently and it's been nice. It's been a lot, and I'd say it's gone by pretty quick. It's yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, we're three weeks in, and I feel like every day we, I know, I know, every day you and I look at each other and we're like, okay, let's just take a second and breathe this in and, and embrace it. <laughs> yeah. And even with doing that, we're still what three weeks in already. Yeah. And it's only going to go by faster because of the workload's going to continue to pick up. Yeah. That's crazy. We did a, we did an essay on the Iliad. Yeah. Oh, did you see what I tagged you on Facebook? No. Oh, there was a meme, and it's Brad Pitt from the movie Troy. Oh no! It's hilarious. We and watched that... Troy. <laughs> um, Hunter learned about my obsession of Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's awesome. He is yeah. amazing. It, the The meme is like me going to talk to my boss about something I disagree with him about and then uh, yeah and then and then it says something else like it, it's like coworker how could you possibly stand up to him or something like that and then it's the picture of Brad Pitt and he's like that's why your name will never be remembered oh god <laughs> it was really funny i need to see that but yeah we've got Thessaloniki, and we have. I have to do a presentation on Macedonian tomb and museum design. So that's going to be interesting. I'm excited for mine. Cyprus, change of use, churches as mosques. Oh, yeah. And then you have the Olympic Games? Yeah, selection of. or something like that. From Homer to this day. Mm. Um, Olympic competitions from something like that that'll be interesting everyone's good yeah and then man there's so much still happening i don't really want to like give it all away yeah we need we need more content yeah but big things are happening in the future we've both got big things planned together and not together. and separate i know which, that's what I was thinking about, and then I was like, "Well, let's let's save that." I know you were thinking one. about that. Well, we're, let's just not mention it. <laughs> no, we'll we'll mention Some it next time. Big adventures are planned, and, and there's there's a couple more that we need to plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh yeah, I I want I want to go to that place. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I, I want to go, and I know that you do too, and so does B, and so does Hudson. Yeah, it's going to happen. Well, one of the best part. Shout out to Logic. Shout out to Logic. <laughs> and Bobby that... Tarantino. My brain's had enough for the day. <laughs> oh my. Don't worry. Next uh... week, I will blow your mind even more. <laughs> because our next topic is money. Possibly. Possibly money. I, I'd like to talk about motivation. Like, what gets you out of bed? You know? Ooh, 
You know what? A lot of people can say that their answer for that's money. That's why I think that those two things are related. All right. I also think that those people need some perspective. Stay tuned and we'll tie together motivation, money, and perspective. Yes, sir.